Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. It's our last conversation of 2017, so we're taking this time to look ahead. Today we'll discuss our words and resolutions for 2018. This is Sarah from the left. And Beth from the right. You're listening to Fancy Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. This has been a slow news week. I should not have said that. That feels like saying your family hasn't been sick. Okay, we take that back. It's been so packed with news. But nothing major to talk about, I feel like. I think that there are lots of things that we could talk about, but none that would make for a very interesting like wrap-up of the year. And a lot of the things that I've seen popping up, at least cutting through the social media noise this week, are super unproductive. So that's a nice way of, when I asked Beth, um, nothing much has happened that we talked about. She said, nothing but the president being an idiot. (laughs) Being productive about it. You know, we're not going to go into the president tweeting inappropriately on Christmas Day. So we are going to um, talk about our Christmases, our words 
for 2018 and then our resolutions. But first, if you have a chance and you want to become a supporter of the show, just head on to patreon.com. We have a new bonus episode available to patrons at all levels in which we talk about Star Wars and Meryl Streep and then Me Too because all conversations lead to Me Too right now. (laughs) Well, we were going to start off by just talking about kind of how Christmas went. How did it go for you in your brand new house, Sarah? Um, It was beautiful and wonderful and perfect. Um, We had a fantastic Christmas. What I really want to talk about is I feel very strongly right now um, that I want everyone to participate in the 12 days of Christmas. Do you shut it all down December 26th? No. Okay, good. Um, So I used to. I used to be like hardcore about this. Like you get it shut down you get cleaned up for the new year. But now that I'm Episcopal, Episcopals are sort of like Catholics and they do through epiphany so there's the 12 days of christmas the song is because they're supposed to be 12 days after christmas it's supposed to be like you the the christmas day is just the first day and then we have 12 days until epiphany aka when the like angels and wise men showed up and i just feel very strongly that americans get a little shortchanged on this christmas situation because of thanksgiving like europeans have christmas markets and stuff for like two months they get so much christmas and i am just standing on the hill of I want more Christmas and so I am really fully embracing the 12 days of Christmas this is also something that Tish Oxenreiter talked about in her advent thing so I'm all about it I'm like we're watching Christmas movies still all the decorations are up we're listening to Christmas music still and I am really feeling it I always keep everything up for at least at least through New Year's and sometimes a little longer because I get kind of sad when we transition yeah. out of Christmas because you know you're going into a long winter. Yep. And so I, I hang with it, too. I've never really thought about it as the 12 days of Christmas. I like that, though. I think that's fun. Well, and I feel like the thing is that you get to keep going. And I've also done – I transitioned my decorations. I learned this from a blogger a few years ago. So, like – I keep out all my vaguely winter sparkling things and some Christmas lights through like the end of February because it's the the huag or however you pronounce it, like the thing they do in, in Norway where you keep everything sort of cozy because winter is gray and cold and long and so and we don't have snow yet. So I started doing that. I also really enjoy that, doing like some winter decorations through January and February. I think that's fun. We have to get our minds moving toward Jane's birthday now. Mm. Now, I don't know if I shared with everyone Jane's Christmas list, which sounded like it could have been written by Cruella DeVille. <laughs> Jane asked for diamonds. She wrote that she wanted a car, and then in parentheses, she wrote a real one. I was <laughs> proud that she understood parentheses and used them correctly. Um, she also wrote that she wanted a table for breakfast in bed. So this is what I'm working with as we go into year seven of her life. But for her birthday, she wants to have a karaoke party at our house. So we're working on how do we build her a little karaoke stage and have lots of microphones and glitter, I'm sure. Amos got a karaoke microphone for Christmas that I have basically taken as my own because I love microphones. As anybody who's been to our live show knows, I talk a lot about how much I love microphones, and I wish I just carried one around with me all the time. We also had our Christmas pageant. We had a French horn that sort of played every time the 
the angel Gabriel played. And I asked the French horn player afterwards if she would follow me around and play every time mm-hmm. before I spoke. <laughs> but she declined, unfortunately. But this microphone, it's, all, it's like a Bluetooth speaker on one end. So you can hook it up to whatever song you're listening like to on your phone. And then a microphone so you sort of like sing over the top on the other end. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Highly recommend those for anybody in um, the listenership that enjoys microphones as much as I do and or karaoke. Well, we both love Allie Edwards in general, Mm -hmm. and we love her annual challenge to come up with one word that sort of sets your intention. Am I saying that well, Sarah? Yes. For the next year? Have you chosen your personal word for 2018? I have. My personal word for 2018 is open. I want to be open to new possibilities, open to this next exciting phase in my life, open to growth and change and um, seeing things in new ways. I just want to be open, not clenched, open. I like it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. My word for 2018 is faith. I am taking a leap of faith, right? Leaving my job. Today was my last day at work. If there is an emotion that you can feel, I feel it today. So I have all of those. We, I said that to Sarah before we started recording. She was like, that's my favorite feeling. I was like, I don't like it so much. And, I <laughs> and then I said, I wish we were recording that exchange. <laughs> So I am taking this leap of faith, but I have faith. And and I've been thinking about it very broadly because to me, faith is a lot about love and optimism. And so I want to have faith in America. I want to have faith in our podcast. I want to have faith in my fellow human beings and faith in myself and faith that following the path that we're on right now will lead to good things. So I think our words are similar in that way. I do too. And I think I would like to think about open sort of more globally and nationally, because I think that, you know, you don't have to be a student of history to realize that the United States is going through a period of transition right now. And I sent my friend who was feeling a lot of anxiety about um, sort of all the changes uh, that have come along with the Trump administration and changes in our country. And I said, I get it. But then I read this amazing Richard Rohr quote that said, exponential change creates exponential fear along with exponential hope. Massive transformation creates the double-edged cultural sword of decline and renewal. Exponential change ends those things that people once assumed and trusted to be true. At the same time, upheaval opens new pathways to the future. Change is about endings and beginnings and the necessary interrelationship between the two. And I feel like that's where the United States is. And I try to be open to the fact that, like, whatever my fear or anxieties are about the future of the country, the reality is, like, I need to be open to whatever comes because I can't even imagine what the next year, much less five or 10 years will look like in this country and in our politics. And I really just want to be open to the realization that my fears probably aren't accurate. My hopes probably aren't accurate. um, And that I need to be open to whatever those changes bring. Well, and similarly, I think I want to look at those changes and see them as part of something larger and see them as necessary, even when they're painful. Mm. Someone asked me today, like, what do you really think is going to happen next year with the president? And I said, if I'm being really honest, I think it's all going to get worse before it gets better. Mm. But I do think it's going to get better eventually. I think we are going to learn from this. 
Yeah. I think we are going to grow from it. It's not the way I wish we would learn and grow, but here we are. Mm-hmm. I said mm-hmm. I wasn't going to talk about his tweets, and here I go. But on Christmas Day, you know, I pulled up my phone, and he was just there at the top of my timeline. I happened to check about 30 seconds after he was firing off tweets about um, leading the charge to get to say Merry Christmas again. Mm. And that is the sound that I made. I was so frustrated. I I thought it was just unbelievably inappropriate. And then when I looked at the rest of his timeline, I was even more upset. But then I just took a step back and thought, you know what? This this is not an end. I was listening to Norman Lear's interview with Oprah on Super Soul Conversations this morning. It was a perfect thing to listen to on my drive-in to my very last day at work. Because he said that the two most important and undervalued words in the English language are over and next. Mm. That there is such wisdom in recognizing when something is over and being willing to let it go instead of hanging on to it after it's over. And then he said this, which just completely blew my mind. He said, you know, the, the people who are happiest are the people who can recognize that that hammock that hangs on the edge of over and next is living in the moment, Mm. which I thought was so beautiful. But I'm trying to look at our political moment that way. Yeah. That Donald Trump does represent a number of things that are over and that are going to be over. Yep. And in a lot of ways, Donald Trump is an attempt by many, many people to hang on to what is over. Yep. Whether that's coal or an era in which white men control everything and everyone else says thank you so much. Yep. There are lots of things that Donald rep- Donald Trump represents that are over and that aren't coming back. We're just not to next yet. Yep. Right? And so this period in between is really, really hard, but I'm trying to keep in mind that that's what it is. It's just the period in between over and next. So I was reading, finishing, actually, the Tools of Titans, the uh, Tim Ferriss book. I've been reading, like, one of the little um, sections a day. And so I finally finished it, and I really enjoyed it, even though I don't particularly enjoy Tim Ferriss um, himself. And he had this great thing about, um, I think the guy's name is Jocko Spear. He's a, a Navy SEAL commander. And he says that his response to everything, no matter what it is or how badly it's gone wrong, is good. And he says it's not good as in just sort of a cliche, positive outlook can solve everything. Because it can't. It can't solve everything. There are real problems, people with real traumas, um, real oppression that can't be fixed with just an optimistic outlook. um, As tempting as that is as we approach January 1st. He's like, that's not what it is. What it is is, you know, being overly optimistic can't fix problems, but neither can dwelling on them. Dwelling on them doesn't fix them either. Good is just an acceptance of, well, okay, so we're out of this. Good. We have to use with what we what we have. This is a this is failed. Good. Now we can problem solve the next thing. It's just an acknowledgement of like, that did not go as I wanted it to, or as I had planned, or as even people deserved or desired. But we know what it is, We, you know, and good. We're just going to move on to the next, like, we're going to move on to the next step in the process. Not necessarily the next thing, but I just love that. I just love the response as being good. 
I like good as a response to you. And I think whether you think of that as uh, West Wing style, what's next, you know, that commitment to just keep moving forward or whether you think of that as grace, which I do, that willingness to just be with whatever is and to have faith that something can come of it that you can work with. I mean, that's all it is, right? I would never say to someone feel good about Donald Trump, especially yeah. someone who feels threatened under right. this presidency. I'm not going to ask that of anyone. And I'm also not going to go down the road of America is over. Shut it down. Mm-hmm. Turn the lights out. We're done. We're done here. So next up, we're going to talk about the word for pantsuit politics for 2018 and our political resolutions. During our December Patreon bonus episode, we had an extensive discussion about what the word for pantsuit politics, the one little word inspired by Allie Edwards, should be for pantsuit politics for 2018. And we had some back and forth, and we could not pick one. But Beth Beth finally, I think, found our word. Because you, what was the word you suggested during the discussion? Something like resolve. So the theme that we were working with was, okay, we know now what this podcast is, yeah. right? We understand what we exist to be, and we can talk more about that in a second. And so how do you then, once you've established those roots, start to just move forward, keeping those roots locked in? Right. And then we got into all these very botanical kind of words that didn't feel exactly right to us. So we've we've continued that discussion. But Sarah, do you want to talk a little bit about like that? Like where we're starting from, how we've kind of come to understand our place in the, I guess, media universe. Well, and I think it's not just, I think, let me say this first. You know, last year, I think we had a good handle on what we were doing and what we offered our listeners. I don't think we understood the breadth of that. And I just don't think it still felt like a hobby at the beginning of last year. And now it feels like a mission and a purpose and a job all awesome. So I, it was like, we wanted to find a word that captured like standing firmly and knowing that we are here to give grace and to, you know, offer people a place to process and to provide depth to conversations that usually don't have much depth and to really, you know, be a different perspective and a different voice in a media landscape. We personally. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things. Big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash pantsuit. 
we are special breakfast people here at Pantsuit Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful, Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day. Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Feels lacking our perspectives and our voices. And so we we get that and we wanted to, it was like, we talked about reach, I think at one point, like we wanted to reach and grow from a spot. I had, a, yeah, there were lots of botanical words from that spot, but we couldn't quite get it. So I kept thinking about it, and the word that came to me, because I have been doing quite a bit of baking over the past few weeks, is rise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like it even more than when you told it the other day. I like it even more now. Well, because I do think that that's what we've done. We have, like, made our dough, mm-hmm. and now we want to let it rise. And that's been a hard process. People ask me all the time, how do we decide what to talk about on the show? And that has been complicated. I feel it getting easier. I feel it becoming clearer what topics we we want to add our voices to and what we want to let go. It's not always easier in terms of listeners' reactions to those decisions, and that's okay. Like, we're a community, and there's always space within a community for disagreement and questioning, and um, that's great. That's a part of the conversation that we want to continue. It is becoming more obvious to me when I sort of look at the headlines for a week. Here's what we need to speak about. Mm, That's interesting. Um, You know what else I like rise is because to have to let something rise takes time. And now we have you have so much more time. I have so much more time. We have more time to let things rise. And it requires like actual space too, Mm -hmm. right? And And I got a bigger house. That's important. (laughs) So I love the idea of, and and you also like, bread rising is not a linear thing. No. And that's another thing that we've really discovered this year. Nobody really understands how to grow a podcast. 
Word. Especially an independent podcast. Mm-hmm. So much of podcasting is dominated by content that is created in another context and is being repackaged, right? Yeah. And or people who already have a giant following, yep. just bringing that following to the podcast party. Yep. To do what we're doing is a different thing. And lots of people are trying it, and we have some great relationships with some of those people and are able to kind of brainstorm together. And that's something that we want to do more of. But also, it's just, it's its own animal, and there isn't a formula for it. And so there is something about that image of of bread rising that feels right to me in that way, too. Absolutely. It just has to happen. Also, there's that great um, Audre Day song, I'll rise up. I'll rise like the day. Oh, so good. We got a song and a word. I'm into it. That's what we're hopeful. And I think, you know, that could mean a lot of different things. But I I think mission is a perfect way to describe this because that is what it feels like to me now. It just feels like a mission. We are supposed to be having these conversations and less about what we actually say and more about modeling the kind of conversation that we wish were happening more across the United States and that we think could facilitate real political healing if as it does happen more amen so what are some of your political resolutions i am going to be calmer in taking (laughs) information in i am going to resist the pressure that i feel to immediately discuss issues on the podcast as they arise in the news cycle Mm. I've been trying to do that more lately anyway, like this sort of think before you tweet. But I really want to do more research this year and and give myself enough thinking time to come to a reasoned conclusion instead of just processing so fast so that we can get something out and it be relevant. Um, and then later thinking, oh, I just missed this big chunk of it. Yeah. I really wanted to, that. I want to. So I already said that I'm on our our bonus episode we talked about this that I really want to um take better control of the way I use social media and the internet generally like I spend a lot of time taking a lot of steps security wise like using different browsers and not I've I've, we talked about this in the podcast like I really don't like that there's this internet Sarah Stewart Holland that exists that gathers all my data and all my searches and all my things and creates this profile of me I really I don't enjoy that so I'm trying to bite back against that and including the way I take in news through the internet and through social media because I just was thinking about the fact that so often I'll read stories and because I'm an old lady like they feel like the stories I was reading when George W. Bush was president and everybody and at every corner it was the end of the world And look, I don't want to imply that George W. Bush and Donald Trump are the same because I don't think they are. I think Donald Trump is a a threat in a way George W. Bush never was. But there was like, it's just, you know, I remember reading when George W. Bush was president that he was appointing all these judges and it was going to change everything forever. And we were all screwed. And I'm not saying he didn't appoint some judges that I don't like. But so when I see this sort of a similar bent coming from Donald Trump, I don't know. I just feel like I read a lot of stories where I'm like, I want to immediately get outraged. And I'm like, hold up. I think I read the story when George W. Bush was president, too. You know, like I just it seems so cyclical. And so I really that was one of my favorite things. You know, I've, I said my favorite thing I heard after the election was Harry Enten saying, I just re- this reminds me that all politics is cyclical. 
And so I really would like to take that perspective into 2018 with me. And especially if we hit, as we hit the elections, just remember that like to one of our rules to always put politics in its place and to keep that perspective around me as I read news. And also I really just don't want to spend any time in 2018 reading like funny takedowns of Melania's Christmas decorations or just silly little political con. Like I fell down the rabbit hole of Vanity Fair saying Hillary Clinton should be knitting. And I'm like, this is not improving my life. This is not making me smarter. Like I would really like to be better about the stories that I will just term political distractions. I would like not to be consuming those. I think that's such a good goal. I've been thinking about that too. I have stopped myself before clicking on lots of articles lately because I have I have realized I need to separate this from entertainment altogether. That might even mean that I tune out from some of the things that I really enjoy that are, you know, satire occasionally because I just need I need to put this in its place and yeah. I need to come to do my research and to be an informed citizen and a person who can speak intelligently about these issues in a way that I want other people to speak about them. And that's it. It's not my life. These aren't celebrities. Yep. Well, here's this the thing, is... too. I think that this is a way to fight back. Because when everything is an outrage, nothing is an outrage. Right? Like, this is a way to be a smart person, concerned citizen, desperately afraid of the impact of the Trump administration. You know what I mean? Like, this is a way to say, no, uh uh-uh. I want to pay attention to the things that are really important. I want to be a skeptical, smart consumer of the news and not be distracted and, you know, sort of redirected towards every political controversy so that I can't miss the big picture, you know? Well, and it's absolutely a way to restore some credibility with people you regularly disagree with. Yeah. When all of us take a step back, because what happens when you're making fun of Melania and her Christmas decorations is people go, see, you hate them. Yeah. You can't give them, you hate them. You can't see any of this clearly. Your opinion is untrustworthy because you hate them. Yes. And, and honestly... That happens for me sometimes when a, a thread on Twitter goes immediately to how horrible Republicans are about everything. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that I have that reaction because I generally right now do think that they're doing a very bad job. So even when I'm in agreement, when I hear that tone, something in my brain does say, see, you just hate you hate them. You don't yep. see it clearly. And so I think that when we all kind of recalibrate, I don't hate them. I don't care about them. I care about what's happening. And I want to understand what's happening. And I want to speak about that. And I'm going to leave the rest of it. Yeah. And honestly, if you're truly interested in weakening the power of a President Trump, as I am, I'm interested in weakening the power of the office generally in a lot of ways, but especially of President Trump. Ignoring all of that is a huge way to do it. Yeah. Because he because that's his oxygen. Yep. Exactly. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. 
I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code PANTSUIT at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. I think that's so true. And I think that it, you know, I think if we're all being honest, it doesn't just feed him. It feeds us in a way. It feeds Absolutely. our desire to engage with the conflict and feel like we're doing something. But reading all that bullshit, excuse my French, is not doing something. And it's not helpful. And I'd rather do things that are helpful. And I'd rather channel my concern and anxiety in more productive ways. I've joined the every town sort of 
organization and I'd like to really be better about I'm tired of just being constantly outraged about gun control or the lack thereof and I'd like to do something more positive and so and action oriented so I'm working on that because I think you know we're all looking back and facing what we sort of anticipated after the election like can the resistance last which I do think people are still energized I don't think the resistance has died but I mean I think we have to think what is this what does this mean if it goes on for four years what if it means if it goes on for eight like we just have to be thoughtful I think in and keep the keep our keep our wits about us Keeping our wits about us is an excellent resolution. (laughs) And I think being action-oriented is, too. And for me, you know, I don't think government can solve every problem. So let let me lend some of my energy to places that can. Right? My activism might be more in the nonprofit world, where I see really beautiful things happening every single day in ways that I think can have a very lasting and important impact. So just taking a pause, because politics has become such a national pastime for everyone in a way that is not serving us. And that's a hard thing to say when you're a political podcaster, right? Yeah, seriously. But I think that a lot of what we are trying to do in this space is say, this is all really important. So let's treat it as really important, not as gum that we chew to distract us from our lives. Yeah. And the other thing I think I really want to try to work on is, you know, I listen, I talked a big game during the exit of the echo chamber, but at the end of the day, really all I read is the New York Times and the Washington Post, and that's not good. I acknowledge that. I also feel like the way I consume stories, even from those spaces, is so haphazard, and I wish I, I'm trying to figure out a way or sort of a routine or a strategy to be more purposeful in sort of the long reads and articles I take in, because I feel like it's just sort of fueled by like what people post on Facebook and that's not how I want to be. So I'm trying to work through and love to listen to, I would love to hear from our listeners on like sort of their strategies and you always find the best stuff too. So however people sort of purposely work through spaces and find good articles so that it's not just this haphazard consuming of whatever's next. And I think part of the way I'm going to try to do that is I I'm going to start, I want to start reading more histories. Like I want to read some histories of the transition into the industrial age. because I think that's relevant. And I want to read some more political philosophy. So I'm trying to think through how I would like the way I consume political information in 2018 to be more thoughtful. I've been thinking about that too. Like a sub word for me, faith is my word, but like the sub word of that is discipline because I've really been thinking a lot about the way that I eat, the way that I exercise, the way I'm going to organize my time when my time isn't organized for me every day. And part of what I have been thinking about is that I want to get into a routine of how I view news. I don't Mm -hmm. want Twitter and Facebook to decide what I see. Yeah. And so I'm going to gonna work on a menu that's like how I check the news every day. And I, too, would be interested in any tips. We get this question all the time. So I, as we develop ours, we will certainly share them. And if yeah. you'd like to contribute to that process, that would be great. And I'd like to hear from our listeners just generally about their resolutions, political or otherwise, or your words. If you want to join in this conversation on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, please um, share with us your thoughts on what you're looking to change or add or subtract in 2018. 
So while we're talking about reaching out to the listener community, we have a fun challenge, everybody. We would love to see you with your word. If you have one little word for 2018, or if you have you want to share your political resolutions for 2018, just take a photo. You could be writing the word, holding the word, write it on your mirror and lipstick, whatever, whatever you want to do, and share it with us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And you can hashtag one little word. So then maybe Allie will see it too. And we will give away some fun things as a result of that. Stay tuned. But we are excited to put together kind of what the community is putting out into the world in 2018. Because that's really the other thing that's become very apparent. And I think part of this rising process that we are better for all of the participation. And the less that this is about just Sarah and Beth, the better it is. So share your little words with us on social media. And until next week. Keep it nuanced, y'all. Thank you so much to our executive producers, Nicholas, Chad, Tracy, Leslie, Sabrina, and George. You can join us on social media, Instagram and Facebook at Pantsuit Politics and on Twitter at Pantsuit Politic, no S. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com or reviews are always helpful and you can leave one through the Apple Podcast app. Thank you to Dante Lima, the composer of our Pantsuit Politics theme music.